of Christ. So as we anticipate Christmas, I want us not to put emphasis on the day, but we should put emphasis on the person. Hallelujah. It is a person of Christ that will make the day great for you. And For me, Christ is great. I will just share some few things from Isaiah chapter 9. Most of you have read it several times. I would read from verse 1. He said, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. I love it. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles. Galilee of what? Of not even the Jew, but the Gentiles. By the way of the sea along the Jordan. No wonder somebody said, Can anything good come from Nazareth? The people walking in darkness have seen what? Great light. The people walking in darkness have seen what? Great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as the people rejoice at the harvest. As the men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For us in the day of the Median's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens, that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressors. Every warrior boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, with will be fuel for the fire. For to us, I love it, a child is born. Children 
are born. For unto us, what? A child is born. To us, a son is given. Children are born. Sons are given. Oh my God. And he will be called what? Wonderful counselor. One. Mighty what? Mighty God. Two. Everlasting father. Not a temporal father. But everlasting father. Prince of who? Peace. If anyone want peace on earth here is not in anything. Real peace is in Christ. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice, with justice one and righteousness two from the time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. What is going to do all this is the zeal of God. God has a zeal. He's zealous to save us. He's zealous to come to our aid. He's zealous to help us. Sometimes we think we will have to beg God to do some things. But God is more zealous to fulfill his promises to do what he wants to do. He said the zeal of the Lord will do what? Perform it. Have you ever seen a zealous person before? Who have seen a zealous person before? Who oh, you have never seen? You haven't seen a zealous person before. Some, some people are overzealous so much that if you tell them to move this to this place, his zeal will let him carry it and throw it over there. He wants to carry everything. You tell a zealous person, move this to this place, he will move all these things to other places. Zeal makes you Give you the energy to perform. The burning energy to do what your heart desire is. Some, the reason why some have failed is because even though they have faith, they've neglected zeal. Some too have zeal without knowledge. Some have knowledge and they are full of knowledge, but they have no zeal. They sit down 
if you ask them anything, they know how to make money. They can lecture you on how to do investment and how to do A, B, C, D. But they themselves will never take action. The other way, some also want to go and find money, but they don't know how to do it. So anybody they meet, they have to push you away. Even those who are to help them, their zeal will offend them. (laughs) And because of that, they are not able to arrive at their goal. I pray that all of us will add zeal and knowledge together. It is what made God, what will make God fulfill what he's doing. It means that there are other things that may try to hinder this goal. But zealous people don't fear anything. What they see is what they want to achieve. God had a plan. The first day Adam fell. God related to man like a son, like a father, like a friend. And he could come into the garden and begin to chat and talk with man. And that is the purpose why he created him so that they can have fellowship. Man disobeyed God. And the Bible says that anyone you obey, he becomes your master. So, man changed his allegiance from God to Satan. So, Satan took all that man had and used that thing to oppress man. Then God came trying to have fellowship, he knows that the man has sinned. But he gave man self, he gave them uh, free will. He didn't create man like a robot. But he created man with man's own will to do whatever he wants to do. And that makes him man. So after man fell, God already had planned that salvation that he was going to bring someone out of a woman's, the woman's womb. But how is it going to happen? Because now, the man, man has become slave to sin. And whatever comes out of man is sinful. The seed of man automatically will produce sin. Like if a mango produce uh, 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 a fruit man, if, if you plant mango and it grows, it's not going to produce apple. It will produce mango because the life of mango is in the seed. 
But here it is, God now wants to bring his kind. But man has contaminated himself. So God has a plan. And you know, it is the seed of a man that fertilized the egg of a woman. And this is the natural way every human being comes to this world. So how can God bring man to this world without creating him afresh? Passing him through this same tree which have sin against him. So he had a plan. And that is why he said with men it's not possible. But with God there's nothing impossible. He then had a plan. And the plan was to bring his own son. For God has related to man as a son. He related to man. Man became an outcast. When he sinned, he became an outcast. He was running away, sent away from the presence of God. An outcast couldn't stay at home again. Kubolo. Then God went a step further and then related to men as servant. So he called them my servant. Then he related to men another level, friendship. Abraham is my friend. So there are different levels of relationship that God relates to man, an outcast, a friend, a servant, and which one was that? The other one. Servant he sent you, but a servant is not the same as a son. How many of you know that? You could be the best servant in the house, but you cannot inherit. You could work very hard. You could serve and carry water for your master. You can even bath him if he's sick and he cannot bath himself. You could even carry him if he's not able. But at the end, you who have done all this donkey job, when he's going to die, he leaves his inheritance to his children. Or, is that not a natural way? So, it's good to become a servant of God. Sometimes we say, don't you know that I'm a servant of God? Only make us say, servant of God. Don't do that. A servant. How, how dare you talk to me as a servant of God? For me, I will be proud to say I'm a son of God. I don't pride myself as a servant of God. I pride myself as a son of the living God. So sons, somebody came to, hey, I am a servant of God. 
I said, do you know, the sons are higher than you. It's because of them, that's why you are here. It's because of them, that's why I'm preaching. It's because of them. When I stand here, I'm just serving. It's just one of the sons that is serving. <laughs> but my position as a son is I take it higher than the position of a servant or a prophet. Because my position as a prophet can take me to heaven. But my position as a son can take me to heaven. I hope you're getting me. For heaven is for sons. Those servants that died before Christ resurrected, we're waiting <laughs> for Christ <laughs> to pardon them and make them sons. Imagine they all of them. This, they were waiting for this day. The day this person, Jesus, will come to this earth and redeem men. Unto us, a son is given. How did God do it? He did not use man. His Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary, which is very difficult for some people to believe. Because the natural mind knows that a man and a woman must meet before a child can come. But the spiritual man, to God, it doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit acted. And Mary conceived. There was no DNA of a man in Christ. He carried the seed of God, the DNA of the Father. And that is the same thing he gave to us when we get born again. He lived as a man. But his life was different. Satan had power and authority over everyone except him. But he, has, he said in the book of John that Satan had nothing in me. Well, he didn't contribute anything to my life. My source, he couldn't contaminate my source. The source I came from is clean. It's not the lie of a sinful mango father seed. <laughs> but it's the life of the father who is in heaven that is in me. So I produce the fruit of my father. For me, Christmas is all that. So almost all the prophets, everybody was looking forward to this day. When this person will appear. 
the prophet prophesy without even knowing what they are prophesying about. <laughs> Some have waited. It only took one person or few people that God revealed to that you will not die until you see it. You know the, the, that person? Simeon. I thank God. Simeon knew he was coming. But he didn't know. But he was growing old. Have you ever had a promise of God? And the promise of God seems that your age is going. And the thing happens, you haven't seen a sign. Here is Simeon who had been told by the Holy Spirit I don't know the age that he was told. <laughs> but probably he might be in his, <laughs> in his early age. So when you have a vision like that, your heart is excited. You think it's going to happen tomorrow. How many of you have got some, see, God has spoken to you. I said this, the moment you see that vision and that dream, you think, ha, the moment I walk out now, I will see the thing. You meet the nothing. And life becomes hard. You begin to ask, God, did you really say it? Yes, God said it. He grew and became old. But was since praying and still expecting. I don't know what I've been going through his mind. Maybe the devil is telling him, hey, Simeon, you are now too old. <laughs> the time you heard the message, and this time you are in, you know all your classmates are gone, and you are ready to leave and to depart this earth. And this child is not yet born. You can hear, look at even what is happening. The Romans are in charge. How will this child come? How will this kid come? You should have seen a sign that the Romans have been driven away. <laughs> then you know that king will come. But things seem to be the same. And age was not waiting. Years were not waiting. How many of years don't wait for anybody? If years can wait, like 2020, should wait for us because we didn't do much there in it. If you're counting your age, you did that 2020. <laughs> One year less. <laughs> but no, that mathematics don't work. Arithmetic. <laughs> Years don't wait. But God who promised will always watch over his word and will perform it. And through this, when everybody, if you had told people, I don't know whether you told people, they will come and tell him, Simeon, you ate fufu that night. And when you slept, you overate. It was night fufu. And now the fufu was working on your dreams. And you dreamt that dream. 
is called Fufu or Banku Dream. But this man held on with prayer. Whatever promise God gives you, I want you to hold on to that promise with prayer and faith, believing that with God, nothing is impossible. Believing that time is not a problem with God. Believing that it doesn't matter how long the thing has kept, the day God wants to perform it, nothing and nobody can stop him from doing it. Unto us, a child is born. This God planted. The devil was looking through because he knew. The devil also heard what they said. God said, he knew that through the woman the Savior will come. But he doesn't know the method. He knows that God is going to bless you, but he doesn't know how God is going to bless you. Then he started following all women. Started cursing. He sees that you are fine. He makes you barren. You find out that most of those prominent women were barren. Looked at Rachel. He said, mm. Rachel, God will pass through. This thing will pass through Rachel. Let me close. Yeah. Then he waited, he was waiting, Hannah. Nothing was happening. Then at a point he he might have felt the atmosphere that something could happen. He said, mm, the likely person is Elizabeth. But the scripture says that they fear God, they worship God, they serve God. These are people that are righteous. He said, this man and this woman, let me close her womb and let them name, give her a name called Baron. You know, when the angels said, your cousin uh, Elizabeth, who is called Baron. Who was called Baron. So, sometimes the situation and the problem you go through is not because you have sinned. It's because there's a big dream and a bigger blessing on your life which the enemy also have recognized and want to fight it without even your knowledge. It's not all the time. Sometimes you change your life. You haven't sinned. Sometimes you even live more righteously than, than, than some people. But God is blessing them. I say, God, ah, I go to church. I give my tithe. I give my I do, And you count all that you do. Lord, I decide to live holy. I said I will not defy my life. But look, I'm suffering. And sometimes you begin to think like the psalmist. That is it worth to live holy for God? Yes, it is. When God begins to answer, 
when God begins to unveil, when God begins to visit, that day, you will find out that your waiting is not in vain. The Prince of Peace unto us a son is born. Unto us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders ruling this world, controlling this world. Christians must rise up. We are to determine how this world should be governed, not demons. But unfortunately, we are. Who is the shield? Christ is the head, isn't it? We are now the body. And the body, the part of the body is the shoulder. Let's carry the government of God, the rulership of God throughout this earth. Let us make the world know that Christ rules. Don't let us compromise our faith for anything. We shouldn't compromise it for money. We shouldn't compromise it for businesses. We shouldn't compromise it for for, for politics. Let us stand upright. Let everybody know that when something happens and the church stands, they will not take side. They will stand for the truth because that is if Jesus was to be here and you bring this situation before him, what would Jesus do? That is what the church, the body should do. That is what you should do. Government, the ruling, not physical. He said, "My," he said, "People who ask you said, one I'm talking people think is political uh, uh, MPP NDC. I'm not talking about MPP NDC. I'm talking about proper government." When they asked, they said, look, my kingdom is not on, it's, it's not what you are thinking about. The way you define kingdom is not the way God defined it. The whole earth belongs to God. Ours, we can speak to a tree and say, tree, nobody should eat your fruit before. Again, and the fruit dies. The kingdom of this world can never speak to a tree. They can only speak to some people. Even their subject they have, when they talk to them, they won't listen. Some won't listen. I'm talking about that kind of power. Darkness should be taken out. Those who live where? In darkness have seen a great light. 
there should be light, truth, transparency. When a believer gets to a place, when a Christian gets to any place, when the body of faith gets to any place, there must be light. Light gives direction. Light doesn't make dubious things. Light is transparent and light makes people see their way through. In your office, be a light. Shine. Let people see you and desire to be like Christ. Sometimes it's not only preaching. You know that? Communication can be verbal and it can be non-verbal. Your action alone, just like if you're married, and every day, you tell your wife, I love you. Oh, sweetie, I love you. And you beat her. You beat her, then you come, oh, I'm very sorry. You see, I didn't know. Something came upon me. The next time, you say, I mean, they are chow. Then you go and you, you say, I love you. The next time, you open up, the next time, you open up, the next time. By the fourth time, all that you are saying will be junk. Your action must follow your words. Whatever you say, you must act it out. Not only sweetie, or how do you call them? Uh, baby. <laughs> I, I said the modern one is baby. Babe. Say, if it's baby, go and find a feeding bottle. <laughs> Bang, oh, baby! You said, baby! But the words you say to them, that person is more than a sword. The way you act to that person is different. And you don't know whether the person is a Christian. Let us live as light. When people see you, let them see Christ. In your office, don't compromise. Oh, you know that? Your yeah, amen is very weak. Because every place they take you to work, there are rules. The reason why they employed you. If anything goes outside that and somebody wants you to do something wrong there, tell the person, you can sack me. I won't do that. That's not why I'm employed. 
say it with respect. Nicely. Nice word. That my conscience will not permit me. So please, go and find the next person who can do that kind of job. My anybody, even as a pastor, if every table tells me to do what is I think is wrong from the Bible, I won't do it. And I know he won't say that. <laughs> Be a light. Let the member, members of this church shine everywhere they go. I want to see you in your offices, in your homes, everywhere you go. Shine. They may persecute you. The reason why they persecute you is because they see you. You always see light. If you are in darkness, nobody will see you. When people are persecuting you, be thankful. The reason is that because they are seeing you. If nobody, everybody say you are good, maybe they don't see that there's somebody around. But if I light, you throw light. Sometimes people get uncomfortable. I know. When you stand on the truth, those who stand uh, on faulty ground becomes, they may be your superior, they become uncomfortable. Make them feel uncomfortable and feel comfortable. I say, oh, children, close way, address them, Bonnie. Oh, let us carry the government of God, Christ, healing to everywhere. When anything, when there's a problem anywhere. And the church gets there. The church should bring healing. It should be like Christ has gone there. If we say we have, even we have 5% of Christians here in Ghana, I know we are like salt. There will always be peace. Because whenever they step in, they become light and they shine. I want you to be that person. God bless you. We have come with